Welcome to the Long Hollow Group Leader Podcast. We believe that life change happens best in circles, not rows. And so whether we're talking about your life group, your D group, or your family, this resource exists to help you make disciples that make disciples. Welcome back to the Long Hollow Group Leader Podcast as we start a new series. We are through the introduction chapter as we looked about how do all our groups fit together, and we get to, man, the series that really, Mike, you and I wanted to start from the beginning. Absolutely. I mean, this is the one, and let's be honest, this is the one that you as a listener want to hear. Yeah, it's going to be the most fun, too. It is. It's going to be our frequently asked questions. We haven't figured out a catchy name for it. Maybe that'll come, but let's just clear beats clever every time, right? Uh, looks like a duck, walks like a duck. Let's that, call it a duck. That's right. So we are tackling your questions that you ask that we hear all the time. Um, and so we are going to talk today about one. Mike, I don't know if you've ever gotten this question. Lay it on me. How do I grow my life group? Never heard it one single time. Never heard it once, right? <laughs> no, it happens all the time. Everybody's asking the question. I'm asking the question. That's right. Everybody's asking. And it's not a it's not a numbers thing. We really want to know how do we impact more people? Yeah. And uh, how do we help them experience the same benefits and blessings that we have? And so we're going to answer that question, and we're going to introduce a new concept today. Uh, that and then we're going to do a giveaway at the end. I mean, it's a, it's a significant it's a big giveaway. Deal. It really is. It's we're not deal. saying like, hey, here's a free cup of coffee to Starbucks. Not that there's <laughs> anything wrong with that. It's going to be a big giveaway. Yeah. So stick around to the end. Don't fast forward. We will know if you just fast forward through all our content to the giveaway. We got tracking software right. that will tell us. That's right. We don't have that. We don't. <laughs> so the concept that we're going to answer today, which is going to be the the how do you grow your group? The concept that we're going to talk about today is hangout nights and you don't know what that is that's okay you shouldn't but it is but we're gonna give you basically the what why when who how and where of hangout nights that seems like a lot it's all gonna piece together but that's the concept and so how do you grow your group the biggest thing that I want you to take away from it is hangout nights effective hangout nights so let's start there Mike what is a hangout night well, if you think back to when you first started leading your group, we had this we had this thing we called rhythms, right? So we want the group yeah. to meet weekly, party monthly, and serve quarterly, right? But when we said party monthly, a lot of times we were just talking about, hey, just get the group together and have some fun. Yeah. Right, you know, reel some burgers, play cornhole, you know, go bowling, whatever that thing is, get the group together and have some fun. But I think what we're starting to realize is that we can leverage that night for so much more than mm. just getting together and having some fun, although you are still going to get together and have some fun. That's right. Uh, but with people that are unconnected, that once a month party gathering should be leveraged to invite people that either aren't connected in a life group, aren't connected in a church, aren't mm. connected with the faith, Yeah. right? This is lost neighbors, lost coworkers good. that are being invited into not a Bible study, because, I mean, if we're being honest, some a lot of believers don't want to do a yeah, Bible study, let alone right. an unbeliever, right? right? So this is a scheduled time with the group that you can invite people into a non-threatening environment. Yeah. Gonna, we're going to go bowling, you know, whatever that thing is. Yeah. We're just going to get together, have fun, no strings attached, and use that to build relationship with people who are not connected 
in order to help get them connected. Yeah, that's good. That's good. That's uh, the question we always would ask is who in your life could benefit from a group like this? Yeah. That's the person that you're building this event for. Right, exactly. So when you think about, when you think about your life group right now, um, it could be a situation to where you've got a hodgepodge of people. Some of them, you know, are lost. You know, some of them are, we use that line, you know, mature believer, new believer, or a non-believer. Right. But if we're honest with ourselves, the majority of the time, our group is filled up with believers, not non-believers. That's right. So it's very difficult to have gospel conversations and use the group to help share the gospel if we're never encountering lost people. Yeah. Right? So, you know, we say the life group is kind of this evangelistic arm of the church where we're, this is how we're sharing the gospel. I yeah. had a friend that used to use the the phrase, you know, share the gospel, but do it with home court advantage, right? Oh, so that's good. You want to do good. it, you know, it's way easier to share your faith and have those conversations in a group than it is, you know, that one-on-one where, hey, I'm terrified to talk to this person about my faith, but I've got to do it because my religion demands it, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, versus, you know, I'm with my life group, we've invited some people and we're just simply going to love on them yeah. and invite them into this community. And, you know, maybe they don't come to the, the nights where you're doing the study right out of the gate. Right. But you know what? Next month you're going to have another hangout Yeah. and you can invite them back for the hangout. And then before you know it, they're starting to get interested and like, well, man, what are you guys doing the rest of the week? That's right. And it's creating opportunities for you to have conversations and bring people in mm. Um, to an environment that's not intimidating because Bible study is intimidating. Yeah. If you don't know the Bible or you don't feel like you know enough about the Bible, right. it can be intimidating. No, I love that. You know, and I think you say, like, our hangout nights, they are a place that is non-threatening f- for somebody who is not connected in church and yeah. doesn't know Jesus to have come in and feel welcomed and accepted. It is not another Bible study. It's not. It doesn't look anything like your other weeks. It may just be as simple as grilling burgers, um, going to watch a movie, going to Top Golf. I mean, I won't take all the ideas. We'll finish with that. <laughs> but you know, the sky's the limit. That's right. Yep. And, and it and it should be. What I love about what you just said, I like the home court advantage. But you also talked about doing evangelism as a team. You know, hey, I'm doing it as a group of people. I'm doing it with home court advantage in that, like, I'm used to this environment. And golly, isn't it so much easier to just grill burgers and bring people into the friends, the community that I have, than to go and take a track and go meet somebody and lay out the gospel at the table. Yeah. It, it may get to that point through this, but it's just a lot less threatening for me as a pastor, as somebody who's been walking with Jesus for a, you know two decades. Like I, I look and I say, man, this is a lot easier. And I think that's why I really love the Hangout Nights is, is the simplicity of it. And there is power in them coming to, to our groups and experiencing our community. Uh, I shared this last week, that quote from Todd Ingstrom. I love it. I'll share it again. Uh, it is the most persuasive argument for the Christian faith is the Christian community. The majority of conversions throughout church history have come not through argumentation, but through belonging to a meaningful community before belief is ever required. Yeah, it's so good. It's so good. The belonging to a community when they don't know Jesus, when they don't have their life together, and they experience the love of Christ, and they see how we interact with one another, and it leads them to belief. Man, Vic, you're right. That is such a great quote. 
Uh, I'm curious, how have you seen it played out? You know, yeah. what we're hearing here, it sounds amazing, but a lot of times <laughs> we hear that kind of stuff. It's like, yeah, that sounds great, but does that really happen? Yeah. You know, have you ever experienced something like that with one of your hangouts? Okay, I, you're you're not going to believe me when I tell you the story. You're going to think that <laughs> Jeff is an imaginary guy, and so you're going to say this doesn't the preacher happen. illustration, right, right. right? And so, really, this is a true story that happened in our group. So, I'm preaching on Sunday morning. I get off stage. This guy named Jeff comes to me, and Jeff tells me about what's going on in his life. Uh, essentially, he found out the night before that his wife was cheating on him. Wow. And that they were they were getting a divorce, and yeah. he's just broken. And so we have a long conversation. But at the end of it, I tell him, "Hey, I really want you to come uh, and hang out with my. I have a group of friends. We're grilling at my friend's house tomorrow night. Would you just come hang out with us? I think it'd be really good for you to meet some people. So I don't even tell him that it's our community group. He then comes that night, and all we're doing is grilling out. He then meets a guy named Kevin. And Kevin was in my D group, and Kevin had a very similar story where his wife had left him unexpectedly. And he had spent time in our D group for over a year, and it had been just unbelievably walking faithfully through it. Well, Jeff and Kevin connect over their stories and what's happening, and they exchange numbers. Yeah. Jeff comes to our community group the next week, and the next week, after about a month, Jeff then comes to know Christ personally. Seth seems as his Lord and Savior and just gets plugged into our community group. And then he also gets into a D group with Kevin. Yeah. And we asked, this is where you're going to think it's fake. I asked (laughs) on the last week of the semester, I say, hey, there's a lot of new people in our life group. Why did you choose to come? Like, what made you stick this semester? And what Jeff then speaks up and says is, you know, you just invited me to grill burgers. If you had told me that it was a community group, I would have never come because I didn't think Christians struggle with the things that I struggled with. Yeah. But then I met Kevin. I kid you not, that's his story. <laughs> and he says, so cool. you, introduced, you just told me to come grill burgers. Yeah. And then I realized cr- the Christians struggle the same thing I do. So I started to come back, and I found a community to belong in, and eventually it led to belief. Mm-hmm. And then it led to become as he stepped into a D group. Man, that's so cool. Isn't that cool? Yeah. I kid you not. True story. So that's, to me... We're going to need Jeff's phone number so we can call and verify. <laughs> I know. That's right. <laughs> so that's the why, is is Jeff's story. And uh, and so, but let's let's go ahead, like, if that's what we're hoping for, that's an individual picture. Let's go ahead and, and unpack it a little bit more. When do we do hangout nights, uh, Mike? Well, we talked about, you know, I kind of mentioned it in the beginning. Um, you know, we have a rhythm that we want the group to function in, so... We want to do the hangout night once a month, yeah, right? Because if this is an environment that we're trying to make fun and accessible for the unbeliever or the unchurched or the right. disconnected, then it has to be semi-regular. We can't do it once a quarter or once a semester or you know, whatever that time right. frame is. There has to be some consistency behind it so that they have an opportunity in a shorter time span like, okay, well, I don't want to come to your Bible study, but, man, if you guys, this cornhole tournament was amazing. Yeah. You know, if we're going to do that again, let me know. I'm totally in. Right. Awesome. We're doing it again next month. Yeah. You know, whenever that is. But there has to be, just like with the weekly meeting in the group, 
there has to be some consistency right. so that you have the ability to build relationship. That's good. That can grow into something else. That's good. Yeah, and that's why I love y'all's ry- rhythms of meet weekly, party monthly. You know, and that party piece, what, what I really would recommend is figure out what week of the month that is and do it on that week. Yeah. So the first week of the month, the fourth week, because the reality is if you don't set it from the get go, you're going to be, you're going to, it's going to get four weeks down the road and you're going to be like, oh, we hadn't done that. I guess we need to do it in a few more weeks. I cannot tell you how many times that has happened in my own group where we said, hey, well, let's just, we'll figure it out. And then before we know it, so I'm the nerd in the group, right? I think the study's fun. Uh, okay. So, so Mike told me this, and he said that he he loves this. He thinks his version of fun, yes, is to do the study. And I said, okay, I, I need to talk. I need to talk to you a little bit more about hangout nights. We need to we need to revisit this concept. Yeah. So for that, you know, this is where we also need to make sure that you know we understand our strengths and our weaknesses, right? Because that's right. It can't be all work and no play. Yes. So. In my group, you know, we ask people to help with, uh, and I've even told my group this, is like, hey, look, if you guys mm. want to do some fun stuff every now and then, someone else is going to have to do that because yes. I think the study's fun, and if it's up to me, we're just going to do this every single week because <laughs> that's, you know, that's my comfort zone. Uh, but I also like to spend my weekends, you know, building things in the garage and not really going anywhere or doing anything you know maybe i'm a stick in the mud i don't know but um you know i need help in my group that's right to plan those nights because if it's left up to me i know it's not my strength and if i don't have somebody else that's thinking about it and Mm. then also planning it ahead of time yeah we'll never do it man that's such a such a good point you know yourself you know your strength Mm -hmm. and then you look and say man I know that there's this group needs more than what I can give, which is don't hoard leadership, share yeah. it. I had a great uh, mentor tell me that one yeah. time. And <laughs> yeah, it sounds very familiar. Very familiar. <laughs> and, uh, you know, but I think you say, hey, you're really, you're outgoing. You love gathering people. You're the social butterfly of the it's group. It's the extrovert in the That's group. right. Yeah. That's right. You know, and you say, hey, you run with that. And, you, and what helps is you now do better on the meeting weekly because that's your focus. And the hangout nights are that much better. Yeah. And I think we both need, they both need each other. Because if we let Mike do the hangout nights, we're going to have like <laughs> trivial pursuit. Bible trivia. Yeah, like Bible <laughs> trivia. And again, you know, when we think of who our hangout nights are for, it's not people who want to come to Bible trivia. No, it's not. <laughs> uh, even if you love Bible trivia, it's not, that's not who it's for. And for the record, my favorite games are Five Second Rule and ticket to ride so there you go i don't even know what those are but i'm a, they sound a lot more appealing to my you know unchurched yes. neighbor than yes. bible, bible trivia <laughs> so you know and i would say for that leader that you know what is a really good leader is one who's able to do an event that appeals to the person who doesn't know jesus that isn't involved in church that's a really good party leader yeah a great party leader though does something a little bit more that leader is not just thinking, how do I throw a great event? They're thinking, how do I get my group to live missionally? How do I get my group to have an evangelistic mindset? They take ownership. They, exactly. Right. And they help our group build that evangelistic culture. That sounds really intimidating. Let me kind of break that down. A party leader is thinking not just about how to do an event, but we would say three things. Uh, you're as the party leader trying to get your group to embrace three practices around the hangout night the first is each one bring one 
Each person in your group, bring someone, bring a friend who is not in a group, who is not involved in church. So you mean as the leader, it's not all on me? That's exactly oh, right. That's an interesting idea. Yeah, that's yeah. A, a noble idea. <laughs> each one bring one. The second practice is this. Each one connects with one. So each person in our group connects with somebody new at the event because we all know it's great to invite a friend and they come, but if the only person they ever talk to is the person they invited them, it doesn't. It, it bodes well for yeah. the individual that brought them, yeah. but not for the community. So you mean it's a bad thing if the rest of the group ignores the new person? That's exactly oh, right. Okay. And so if you're if you invited me and you're the only person to talk to me, let's just go get coffee yes, next time. Exactly. I have no need for yes. your group. So each one bring one, each one connect with one, and then the third practice is this: each one follow up with one. And so it is asking our people: if you invited somebody follow up with them the next week invite them to the group because the the end goal is not to get them to hang out night every single month yeah we're fine if that's where they are but we always want to be asking them hey start joining our group discussion as we unpack the bible as we talk about what we heard on sunday and what what i think is a huge mistake is we invite somebody and we think immediately now that they're going to come back next week that it's built into their schedule yeah. that their values and priorities of how they spend their week have changed and yes. now they're going to come to group <laughs> no you've got to continue to invite them and say hey don't forget we yeah. have group on mondays you should come to this one and so that's the thing like a, a good party leader uh, can host a great event that a non-believer want to come to. A great one helps get their whole group involved yeah. around those three practices. As we finish up, let's just kind of, what are some ideas? What, what would be some ideas? Mike, I don't know why I'm going to ask you for ideas. Mike, well, you, I've got Mike, ideas. I'm just terrible at executing them. That's right. Mike, <laughs> other than doing Bible trivia, what would be a good hangout night that would engage the person who doesn't go to church, who doesn't, who's not in a group, the lost person? Well, I think the the easiest is just getting the grill out. You know, and again, the you know, this is going to so be dependent on the time of year, right? So if it's in the fall or the spring, it's nice outside. You just you bust that grill out, throw some hot dogs and some burgers on there, and you know, if you've got yard games or cornhole or any of that kind of that's stuff, right. that's the easiest thing. You get the grill out, you put that stuff. But you know, I had somebody challenge me one time. They're like, he asked me, "Where do you do it?" And I was like, "Well, in the backyard. Where else are you going to do a barbecue?" Mm. It's like, well, why have you ever thought about putting that grill in the front yard? Oh, yeah. Put the grill in the front yard and do all that stuff in the front. The most effective then, evangelism in Louisiana <laughs> is to do a crawfish boil in your front yard. There you go. I literally, I had people coming down the street, yeah. coming outdoors. I never talked to them for the first five years nor the five years after, but that one day they all wanted to hang out. <laughs> yeah, so you start doing stuff in your front yard rather than your backyard. That's right? a great and point. You might even start getting people coming that you didn't even invite because they were on their neighborhood walk and yes. you, they're walking by and instead of every both of you putting your head down and pretending like you don't see each other, Ooh, that's, you that's say, true. hey, how's it going? Would you like a burger? Yeah, yeah. You know, so we're good. playing cornhole. Why don't you jump in? I don't know why I'm stuck. I've built, built cornhole <laughs> boards before, so I think I'm stuck on the cornhole. I've said it like a hundred times. I'm, I'm realizing that now. So that's hey guys, the guys, we're going to do Bible trivia and play <laughs> cornhole. <laughs> At the same time. <laughs> um, shut up, Vic. <laughs> So those are the easy. That's the easiest thing. Yeah. Just getting the grill out, cooking some burgers. It's cheap. It's easy. No, there's Super nobody. Effective. Yeah, there's nobody on earth that doesn't want a burger or a hot dog or a brat. You know, whatever that thing is yeah. off the grill. Now, you know, if you want to get a little bit more creative, there's a ton. I mean, it, 
The beauty of the Hangout is it's, you can literally do it anywhere doing anything. Yeah. You go to, we mentioned Top Golf. Yeah, know? that's a great one. Even if you don't like golf, who doesn't like going to top, top Golf and swinging that club and trying to get it into the circle? Yeah. Or at least close, or if you're me, into the net every time. <laughs> um, you know, so Top Golf one. You know, uh, I would try to make sure that whatever you decide to do, it's something that can um, facilitate conversation. Yeah. No, that's a great point. Right. So, you know, if you think about the escape room. Yeah. You know, you're definitely talking in the escape room. It's like, oh, yeah. hey, did you figure this one out? Yeah, where'd you get that clue? You know, you're talking. And it's a shared experience. Yeah. It's a memory. That's oh, awesome. you're, you're winning at something. Well, hopefully you're winning <laughs> at something <laughs> in there. Uh, but, you know, game nights, your favorite restaurant. You know, mm. it, it could be as easy as like, hey, this week for our fun night, we're going to go and get lunch Yeah. on Saturday. You know, yeah. whatever that is. It's so good. I, and... Let me just kind of paint a picture. We have that Jeff's story is the individual story of what we want. Um, But can you imagine if we have how many life groups do we have? Uh, About 140 right now. That's awesome. Okay, so think if all 140 did a hangout night every month, that means that the church has 140 outreaches that they're doing every single month. I can't even imagine the impact that would have. Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. If it, it and it's spread out across our na- uh, the neighborhoods in in Sumner, Sumner County, County and beyond. Golly, yeah. if that happens, I promise you one that your group is going to grow. But I also promise you our church is going to grow and we're going to see God do amazing things. Well, and then so that's the outward impact. But we also we got to think two ways, right? Inward impact yeah. on the group and outward impact on the community, right? Yeah. So we need both. So think about what that does for the health of your group when they start seeing people come to faith in Jesus Christ oh. because of what they're doing as a group. Yeah, yeah, it's it's yeah, I mean, unbelievable. It's, it's yeah, it's it would be nuts. Man. Yeah. So. We're going to land this plane here with a giveaway. We went a little bit longer because we, one, had a giveaway to incentivize you sticking with us. But, two, because I really believe that this is a huge, huge part of our life group and our D group strategy. Yeah. And so huge part. That's why we wanted to focus in on it. This is how much we believe in a hangout night. We want to give away your first—we want to fund your first hangout night. And so this is what we're going to ask you to do. If you will subscribe to this podcast and leave a review, and we will pick one group to fund your first hangout night. Am I eligible? Uh, no. Oh, no. okay. <laughs> so you don't get to win it. <laughs> also, you can't go to you can't take your group to Kane Prime. Okay, there are some yeah, parameters. Yeah, let's not get crazy, people. Yes, but we would love to fund a night at Top Golf, or we would love to fund a restaurant. I, you know, I don't care. You can go to Kane Prime. This is coming out of Mike's budget. <laughs> <laughs> easy, man. Easy. easy, easy. So anyway, that's how much we believe in it. So make sure subscribe and leave a review. We'll fund your first hangout night. And then make sure next week you listen because we're tackling a great question. How do you handle commitment issues with your group? Mm, I feel like we're going to need some type of 80s music to uh, support that. It's going to be good. <laughs> we're going to spend a lot of time on D group, but also a little bit in life group as well. So make sure that you listen next week and make sure that you leave a review and subscribe so you can get your first hangout night funded by us. And thank you so much for what you do as you make disciples that make disciples. Have a great week.